This is the Pop Tournaments podcast. In Pop Tournaments, we take a category of pop culture and let you, the fans, vote on matchups in a single elimination tournament format to determine an ultimate champion. We are here to discuss those results and the upcoming matchups. Thanks to our great community and everybody who votes, let's start the show. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Pop Tournaments Podcast. This is episode 162, coming to you on July 27th, 2023. Yesterday, let's go back in time, jump in our DeLorean. Let's wish Mick Jagger a very happy 80th birthday. Can you fucking believe that? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> He seems no, you're right. Old. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, the man can move, and oh, yeah. you know, looking back, yeah, Mar- Maroon Five made a song about it. Sure, uh, it, the I think the inspiration. So his his father was a gymnast. Wow, so I think that I think I think it's the genes. Yeah, um, but uh, incredible. He was involved in. 32 different songs that crock crap uh, Jesus Christ I can't talk they crapped the bed <laughs> that crapped the bed no cracked the top 10 32 wow. songs in the top That's 10 wild. on the Billboard Hot 100 that is that is absolutely ridiculous so um also yesterday it was Bert's birthday from Sesame Street oh happy birthday first uh, uh first guy to live with another guy on television hmm try that in a small town yeah (laughs) speaking of uh uh, characters today is bugs bunny's birthday nice happy birthday so i got a little i got a little shoe trivia for you yeah do you remember which jordans bugs bunny was a part of promoting now i'll give you a clue it was two different ones well i know for a fact that the first Jordans that he promoted were the sevens, and that was in 1992, I believe, 92, 93. Um, And I know he had his own colorway of the Jordan 7 called the hair. The hair Jordans. Yes. After that, I know there were Space Jam 11s. Uh, well, okay. So, promotionally, though, he, you you got the first one, and then it was the very night. he he promoted the sevens and the eights, and eights. So okay, he, he he was involved in commercials promoting the sevens and the eights. Gotcha. Oh, they're gonna roast you in the shoe community for this. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I uh, <laughs> apologies. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, tomorrow is the. 40th, excuse me, 40th anniversary. I'm just fucking up everywhere. Uh, of National Lampoon's Vacation. How do you feel about National Lampoon's Vacation? One of the goats. I love that movie so much. I mean, like, when you're talking about, like, the classic, um, you know, 80s comedies or late 70s, 80s comedies, like, yeah. you know, Animal House. Um, what are the other big ones? Like, 
Ghostbusters, I guess. Revenge of the Nerds. Sure, Revenge of the Nerds. Classic rape scene. Um, And, you know, oh, Blues Brothers, I think, is one of those. Sure. I I put this way ahead of all those. I think this is like, oh, Caddyshack? I put this ahead of all those. I think this is the best of those early 80s comedies. And I think this is my favorite Chevy Chase movie outside of maybe Vacation 3. (laughs) <laughs> does uh, anybody um, ever refer to christmas vacation as vacation three <laughs> no <laughs> that would be uh, really funny people like oh merry christmas let's all watch vacation three together <laughs> you know what also don't try that in a small town yeah yeah you'll get run out <laughs> torches and all um uh, no so many so many of the studios passed on this movie because they did not like it's almost, uh, you know, vignette style, how it, it went from place to place. It, it, you know, they, a lot of them didn't think of it as a complete movie. Do you, um, do you have a favorite stop along the way in, in Vacation? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I do. Yeah. Off the top of my head, you know, I think... Um, uh, God, I'm drawing a blank on their name, but uh, Christy Brinkley, the cut, the cousins. Oh yes, yes. Um, yep, when they go and visit cousin Eddie and cousin Eddie, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, that's pretty great, and they meet uh Jane Krakowski, <laughs> and, and a lot um, of people forget. Yeah, yeah. Um, Daddy says she French is best. <laughs> um but then the next part after that when they take Edna and they take her dog and tie it to the bumper oh, no. that that whole sequence that whole like you know half hour is probably my favorite segment but I don't know how about you per- Firstly, it's uh it's when they're uh, asking for directions and the oh tigers my and god yes <laughs> That's the best, the best line in the whole movie. And I, I apologize if I misquote it, but he goes, see kids noticing all this plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, we are off to a plight filled start here. Uh, we have Ryan Barrett. What's happening, everybody? And I am Jake. Hope everybody out there is doing well. Ryan, how has the last week been? It's been great. Um, me and my amazingly gorgeous girlfriend, Netta, um, did the um, Barbenheimer double feature. Barbenheimer or Oppenbarbie? Barbenheimer. Okay. Um, Give us the we rundown. D- we went to... This was on Monday. So... This shows my naivete a little bit. Um, I, I originally was planning on doing them on separate days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we both have Sunday, Monday off. So we were thinking, oh, Saturday night, we'll go see Barbie. Um, we hadn't got our tickets yet. And then, because, you know, 
Saturdays, we both get up really early, so we're like, I don't really know if we're going to be in the mood. We'll have the energy to go see a movie, but we got done, and we're like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's go see Barbie tonight. It's playing, like, in 10 theaters at every theater. Literally everyone sold out, or just the front row available. Um, So we were like, tomorrow, I guess. Literally all day Sunday. Um, sold out every show or just the front row available. So the next thing we could get was Monday and pretty much same with Oppenheimer. So we got um, Barbie at one, Oppenheimer at four. And I will say that um, I liked Barbie, I think, better than Oppenheimer. Um, Obviously, they're impossible to compare they're completely completely different but um yeah it if you're going to do the barbenheimer thing and you haven't done it yet i would do oppenheimer first and i would have like a nice long break in between (laughs) you know where you go maybe go to like a sit-down restaurant um Maybe have a couple cocktails if that's your thing. Because I feel like Barbie would be a a fun movie to go into. Um, You know, if you've had a couple drinks beforehand or if you've, you know, have had a, you know, whatever. I think that's a, it's a fun movie. It reminded me a lot of the Lego movie. I think if I had to compare it to one thing just because it's very like meta. Um and toys. <laughs> and toys, obviously. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of movies You know, if I had to compare it to toys. something, it's the other toy movie. <laughs> if, I, I, if I had to compare this to something, I'd compare it to the Robin Williams film, Toys. <laughs> a young LL Cool J in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, uh, it was really fun. Really liked Barbie. Oppenheimer was a tough sit, honestly, especially we were in the IMAX and for a movie that long, the IMAX is really uncomfortable, especially when it's sold out. Like the seats are a little bit slimmer. They're sharper. They don't have like the the nice padded seats and they don't have recliners. And so it's just kind of like, it's a lot for three and a half hours, especially when you've already been in the theater for two and a half hours right before that. Um, So it was a long sit, but it's one of those that during the movie, I was like pretty bored. But after the fact, you know, thinking back on it, I'm like, that was really good. Like I'll definitely, I feel like I'll, I'll, I'm almost thinking about that movie after the fact more than I'm thinking about Barbie, even though Mm. initially I liked Barbie better. But, you know, I think they're, I mean, I don't have to tell you. They're both recommends. I think both people should go see these just because they're the two movies of the summer pretty much. So, you know, that that's my take. I neither of these are like among my personal favorite movies of the year, but yeah, it, yeah, it's it, it's not like you're splitting the atom here. Exactly. Yeah. 
Laugh, damn you. Or, I hate or, you. Or, or splitting the can. <laughs> you are not breaking the mold. <laughs> I think I, we're, we're one by one making this joke worse and worse every time. So well, don't they we make Barbies promise. from molds? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, was it, so was that it? Was that it, or were we able to? Yeah, speak anything I think else that in? was pretty much it. Um, started watching the Bear season two finally. Um, mm. Just made it a few episodes in, but uh, great as yep. expected. Excited to get back to it uh, this weekend. Uh, I'm glad you going... waited until after Pride Month was over to start watching the Bear season two. Yeah, um, we're. Uh, going to we're going up north to a cabin this weekend so i don't know how much tent we'll be taking in it's probably going to be a light tent week more, more tent building than than tent exactly <laughs> exactly heavy tent week <laughs> light tent week <laughs> <laughs> oh boy uh well so you'll be surprised to hear this um over the past weekend, I watched Baby Driver for the first time. Nice. And it wasn't bad, but uh, I don't think I loved it as much as everybody else does. Yeah, I was kind of the same. I, I thought it was... It was fun. Cool, like like the music video-ness um, mm-hmm. of it all was cool. I'm, um, and I'm a big Edgar Wright fan. It just, this wasn't my favorite of his. Likewise. Totally you know? agree. I thought it was good. I thought it probably played better in the theater than it does at home. But even mm-hmm. that being said, I remember seeing it in the theater being like, hmm, it was pretty good. I, I remember really not liking John Hamm in it. I thought he was really over the top. and, hmm. um, But yeah, overall, just thought it was kind of decent. That was my favorite part. So there. Oh, really? Interesting. I'm a big ham bone. Yeah, so I've heard. Um, no, I'll, I'll, I'll make this even, like you said, see it in the theater. I'll make it even worse for you. I watched it on my phone because oh, it is on wow. YouTube. <laughs> oh boy. Because everything sucks. I've been watching a lot of movies on YouTube and I'll tell you what, there are not a lot of good movies <laughs> <laughs> available on YouTube. I also watched Joe Dirt 2, Beautiful Loser. <laughs> mm. That, that, that's a, uh, uh, time travel, uh, vehicle so yeah if you didn't know uh, is that uh, one starring david spade still or did they re- recast nope still got spade Good. what else is david spade doing they weren't making a new season of just shoot me yeah no but you know he, he's a busy guy just in life i mean he's winning heather locklear wasn't calling him back up <laughs> yeah shout out david spade uh and then also so I haven't finished it yet. I'm holding out hope because listen to this. this. This is a pretty stellar cast here. We got Sean William Scott, John C. Riley, and Fred Armisen in a in a little film called The Promotion. It's about a grocery store where uh, Sean William Scott and John C. Riley are competing managers going for a promotion. So, oh yeah, I rem- I remember seeing that trailer. Yeah, yeah. Halfway through, it's only okay. So okay. We'll, we'll, we'll finish, we'll finish that up, uh, uh, next week, but, uh, yeah, other than that, no, I haven't been working out or haven't been watching a lot, but working out a lot though, down 25 pounds, holler at your boy. Holy shit. Good for you, man. That's rad. 
All it takes is uh, three tequilas every day, a bunch of push-ups, and I got salami arms. <laughs> like you ever nice. felt like a, like like one of those big long salamis? I, strong, thick, yeah, dense. Yeah, that's this guy. Um, yeah, but that's all I've been up to. Hope everybody out there has been doing well. I got a weird one before we get into our tournament talk here. Uh, something that might come up uh, every now and then. I'm gonna throw a little uh, a little verses at you. You know, this is not an actual tournament. Just uh, two things against each other. And I'm not asking you to uh, uh, decide based on which band you like more. Uh, I want you to tell me which of these two things would actually win against each other. Uh, formed in both formed in 1981. Would it be 10,000 maniacs, or would it be a bunch of violent femmes? Who would win in a fight? And I'm not going to tell you how many violent femmes there are. But there are well, 10,000 maniacs. <laughs> I know there's three. There's three violent femmes versus 10,000 maniacs. In a fight, definitely 10,000 maniacs would crush. They're just maniacs. They're not necessarily violent. True, true. Maybe it's like uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest or something. Yeah. The dream team. Just a big team. tall guy that doesn't speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 10,000 of them, though. <laughs> um, oh, but I, uh, yeah, I think Ten Thousand Maniacs would still prevail. Um, but talking musically, I think Violent Femmes would whoop their ass. All right, um, I like that. And I'm just Violent Femmes is one of those groups I've honestly never really got into their like deep cuts. I probably mm-hmm. know like six Violent Femmes songs, maybe just the um, masturbation ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I have their EP that's all all just the the jerkin songs. <laughs> it's called the Jerkin EP. More um, more jerk than New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, Violent Femmes are one of those bands that like I feel like I like more now yeah. than I liked ten years ago. You know, I think they're fucking rad, and I, I really know. like their style, like the acoustic punk. Mm-hmm. style is something that like makes them really unique like i don't know anybody else who sounds like them true true except Unlike for all 10, Island femmes cover cover bands they, they exactly they sound very similar <laughs> um the song structure especially um, uh all right let's uh let's stop being silly get into yeah. a little tournament talk here so um we are into the quarterfinals uh of our uh a24 tournament uh starting off today we have everything everywhere all at once up against uncut gems uh, i love this matchup because i feel like both of these films like just continually gained momentum after their initial release obviously mm. you know everything everywhere all at once became a huge hit but uh uncut gems kind of went through the same thing where it when it first came out it was very little known and then through word of mouth and just people seeing it uh, people really enjoyed it, but uh, what do, what are you thinking here? Um, I think everything, everywhere, all at once will win. Um, this is a really tough one for me, though, as far as like which one do I like better? Yeah, um, I split my vote and I put two on Uncut Gems. That's just kind of my like initial reaction. I think I like Uncut Gems better than Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um, but it's definitely close. This was a tough one for me. Gotcha, gotcha. 
Um, then uh, coming up next, and I think this is going to be really, really interesting. So we did not end up with our Ari Aster uh, showdown, but we will have uh, one of his films. So we have Hereditary up against Ex Machina, pulling off the upset against Midsommar. And I think Ex Machina has the momentum going into this matchup. How are you seeing it? I hope you're right. I mean, I think Ex Machina is a better movie than Hereditary. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I'll be, this is a tough one for me too, honestly. I mean, all these are going to be really tough because A24 fucking rules and I'm a total A24 merch bro. And I, you know, these are all great movies. So yeah, I'm torn on this one. I'll probably split my vote. Two to Ex Machina, one to Hereditary, but I don't know. This, I'll, yeah, I'll be curious to see where the Pop Tarts go. Yeah, again, I, I, you know what? I, Ex Machina right now is kind of my dark horse to possibly win this all, but we will see. So, uh, jumping over to the other side, we have Moonlight up against the Lobster. And as much as I love the Lobster, I think this one is a slam dunk for Moonlight. Yep, I agree. Um, I think the lobster definitely deserves to be here as far as like the, the quality of film. I think it deserves to be in the conversation with Moonlight. Um, but I just think Moonlight has more, um, you know, love, universality, 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 um, I think it kind of speaks to everyone and it's a little more like, I don't know, human, I guess. I think the yeah. lobster is definitely aimed at a very specific style of like humor and, you know, right. fil- film fan where Moonlight is kind of like, if you're patient with it, I think pretty much everybody can can find value with it and enjoy yeah. it. Well, and they're, they're, you know, it is a fun matchup because these are both uh, explorations of love and emotion. One is done in a serious way, and one is done in a darkly comical way, but still exploring, like, the same things, kind mm-hmm. of. So, yeah. Um, and then finally, and in, in after I, uh, uh, I have one more thing to say, um, we have Ladybird up against the Lighthouse, and again, as much as I, I like the lobster up against Moonlight, I think that's a fun matchup. I think this would have, again, been really interesting if we would have had Moonlight up against Ladybird and the lobster versus the lighthouse. We don't. Um, Ladybird versus the lighthouse, two completely different films. Um, I'm kind of torn, but I'm, I've said it in the past. I love the lighthouse. I'm kind of leaning that way. I'm guessing you're a little different here. Yep, I'm, I'm flipped. Um... Again, I think that uh, the lighthouse totally deserves to to be here. I just personally think Ladybird is a, a superior. It, I I uh, no, I take that back. I won't say it's superior. That's <laughs> stupid. But I will say for me personally, I enjoy Ladybird more, and I think it's, um, you know. I don't want to say accessible, but it's mm. definitely, I think that the lighthouse takes a specific sort of person. 
the type of person who's willing to look at a, um, you know, single shot in uh, cinema aspect ratio mm-hmm. in like for, you know, two or three minutes. Just look at a single shot with nothing happening in it. If you're that kind of person who's like, mm, art, mm-hmm. um, then the lighthouse is definitely something you'll like. <laughs> Otherwise, if you're more into, like, talking and, like, you know, st- stuff moving, <laughs> uh, definitely the ladybird is <laughs> more your speed. <laughs> Don't forget the farts. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, if you're, if you're going into it for farts, definitely ladybird, not, not a good one. Uh, well, you gotta, you farts. gotta get, you gotta get the uncut version of Ladybird. <laughs> yeah, Timothy Chalamet and Ladybird is just farting between every sentence. <laughs> uh, well, so do you, uh, do you want to go ahead and pick a winner here overall? Do you have a something you feel um, strongly about? I, I'm gonna say Moonlight, Ladybird, Moonlight. I'm gonna say Everything Everywhere versus Ex Machina. Everything everywhere. So Moonlight, everything in the final. I'm going to say everything everywhere all at once beats Moonlight in the final. Gotcha, gotcha. I am going to go slightly different, and I think possibly Ex Machina can take this over Moonlight. Nice. That would be fun. I think I think that would be a fun one, too. You know, again, just... The, Obviously, Everything Everywhere is the biggest movie in A24's history, but it would be it'd be interesting to see some other matchups here. So, um, What that means is that we have a new tournament starting in one week. Let's dive in a little bit into that, talk about a couple of matchups. We are going to be discussing our favorite game shows of all time. Are, are you a game showman? Absolutely, yeah. I mean... Yeah. I, I've gone through phases of my life where I've been more into game shows than others. Yep. Um, but, I mean, definitely, game shows fucking rule. I love mm-hmm. trivia. I love games. And, yeah. I mean, get, game shows are one of those things. I mean, I think everybody, or, you know, most people have kind of a similar experience growing up, staying homesick from school and watching Out. Price is Right. Or, you know... That, that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, I definitely growing up, game shows were a big thing for me. Um, and yeah, with the launch of Game Show Network in the early 2000s or late 90s, um, that was really fun. Kind of getting into some of those 70s shows like yep, the Match yep. Game and the Richard Dawson Family Feud and stuff like that. Um so yeah, and, and then you know you you've got the also in the late '90s, early 2000s, you had that big um, rebirth of oh, game yeah. shows with. Uh, we'll you talk know, about a little of that. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, so. um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire kind of kind of broke that open with that new school. Yeah. Well, and the, cr- I the crane shots and the dramatic <laughs> music and all. Sorry. I, I I cannot wait until next week because I have an interesting story about that show. But that is not one we are discussing this week. Um, were you, were you on it? Yeah. Did you not? Were know you on the a millionaire? millionaire? Yeah. 
No, and I'm the I, same way. I blew I, it I, all on scratchers. <laughs> trying to double totally. it. <laughs> that is definitely something I would do. Um, <laughs> no, I, same way. Like, I loved staying home and just, you know, watching. I was big, more into the, the like, quiz type shows, not the random chance um, type shows. Uh, I definitely uh, learned a lot from, from game shows, and it kind of definitely gave me a, a smart ass complex at, at the wrong <laughs> age you know definitely watching too too much uh, trivia and whatnot but uh, you know we're here now so uh, I am very excited uh, to see you know we obviously have some big heavy hitters in this tournament but uh, once we get down to like those you know final 12 final eight it's gonna get really really difficult but let's uh let's go into two of our play in matchups. Uh, to start off, uh, we are going to have Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, first debuted in 2007, up against The Weakest Link from 2001. The Weakest Link was actually based off of a British show. Um, are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader was not. Uh, <laughs> hosted by Jeff Foxworthy. And then it went into syndication, I believe, on Nickelodeon, was hosted by John Cena. I don't know if either of these guys are smarter than fifth graders, so that seems a little <laughs> unfair. <laughs> um, but uh, the weakest link, uh, the thing I remember most about that, you know, it was like a, a trivia show, but if you were the one eliminated, they dropped you through the floor for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that had nothing to do with anything. So um, are you familiar with both these shows? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um I think um, I definitely watched more of The Weakest Link, but I'm familiar with both of these. I, I like Weakest Link more. I think it has... Um, I, I kind of like these shows that are like mid-trivia shows. They're not as hard as Jeopardy! Um, and the questions kind of increase in difficulty, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that Who Wants to Be a Millionaire kind of started that, right? Sure. With like the, um, what's the name of Apple's phone? Is it the iPhone, the e-phone, the o-phone? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, sure, sure. okay. And then it, you know, gets, you know, incredibly difficult as yeah. you get up there gets um, to like third grade geography and you get stumped exactly <laughs> um but the um but yeah weakest link was always one that was kind of fun to play along with at home and watch them because that's the one too where they have to bank right mm -hmm. <laughs> they yep. go like bank and you go yes okay good way yes. to go because if and, you got a wrong answer you would lose any money you yep, built yep. up to that point as a um but yeah, are, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Also a fun concept. Um, just kind of going through and remembering like, oh man, that's like a, you know, fifth grade, um, part of the fifth grade syllabus or whatever, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, kind of rem remembering back when you learned these kind of things, you know? Um, so yeah, definitely fun, cool concept, but uh, yeah, leading <laughs> weakest link. Who's who's and I I apologize I did not write down her name but who's the better host here the the weakest link lady or or Jeff Foxworthy 
Oh, definitely the weakest link lady. <laughs> the, the British lady is, is goaded, low-key. She's like, she's definitely an icon in the game show world. What, I wonder what she's up to nowadays. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, okay, really, really I got to diverge really, I, really I, quick. I bet she's a dominatrix. <laughs> I bet she gets paid so much money just to tell rich dudes that they're the weakest link. Uh, do, do you remember that uh, the, the really weird tabloid, I, I want to say it was like the sun something, but they would always have like, you know, the wolf kid and yeah, you know do boy. aliens well so bat boy and i was i was talking with a buddy last night and i'm like oh you know what would be a really really good like like sketch like an improv sketch uh, or, or like a tv show sketch is it's like a, a vh1 behind the music like bat boy where is he now type <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and he and he goes oh i i could have swore somebody already did that and so I spent the entire night trying to sift through YouTube with the phrase, whatever happened to Bat Boy, <laughs> watching so much baseball. <laughs> but I thought so that funny. also would have been a good premise for the sketch. Like you catch up with him later and find out that he just became a Bat Boy for like some double A team. He's like, you yeah, know what? Yeah. Finally, I just decided to lean into it. Here you go. I looked up whatever happened to Bat Boy, and every video was about MC Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All uh, right. For those of you who don't get that, he was a Bat Boy, right? For the Oakland A's? Yeah, for the Oakland A's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it turns out he became an international rap star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Back, back into it. One more, one more matchup this week. Um, and I, I love this, this. I love both these shows. I love this match. We have Let's Make a Deal, first premiering in 1963, later revived in 2009, uh, up against Deal or No Deal from 2005. I'm surprised we don't have a game show called What's Your Deal. Then we would have had to have a three-way yeah. match up here. Um, Let's Make a Deal, originally hosted by Monty Hall, loved Monty Hall, nowadays hosted by Wayne Brady, awesome at it also. Um, Deal or No Deal, Howie Mandel. Uh, it ran in, Deal or No Deal was in primetime for four years. Now, you want to talk about that early 2000s, like, resurgence of, of game shows. Uh, I remember, so I was, at the time, I was delivering pizzas, and literally every, it was, because I want to say it was like Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. They were showing yeah. it three times a week, for yeah. Christ's sake. And... Like the kitchen would shut down during Deal or No Deal because everybody wanted to stand around and watch it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. What? Um, but I love I love the the goofiness of of Let's Make a Deal. So, this is a tough one for me. What are you thinking? Uh, this one's not a tough one for me. I think of, I you know I'd have to look. I I don't have the the entire tournament in front of me right now, but. I think Let's Make a Deal is probably my least favorite game show in the history of game shows. Really? Yeah. I just think it's, you know, I mean, you, you said it. it's kind of dumb and silly. And well, I said I silly. I with... definitely didn't say dumb. <laughs> okay. 
Yes. You go, you said it's dumb and stupid, and <laughs> right? No, you putting words um, in my mouth? Yeah. Try that in a small town. <laughs> um, no, it's... I just don't don't like it. The, the one thing that it did provide to society um, is this thing that's known as the Monty Hall problem, which gets a lot of play on reality TV. Um, or, you know, I, that's, I, I've heard people refer to it in like Survivor a lot when they have certain challenges where it says, all right, there's three, you have three options here. Box A, box B, or box C. Um, which one do you want? And they go, I want box B. And they go, all right. Well, box B is, you know, mm-hmm. safe. Whatever. Now, um, you have one more chance. If you want to put B. this back and choose yeah. between the other two, that's something. It's like a math problem. Yeah. That's now, um, and it's it's known as the Monty Hall problem, where it's saying if you ever get that option, you have better odds. Fl- I I honestly don't understand the math behind it, but there's something called the Monty Hall problem, and it's like a math problem, and it's basically saying like it's not fifty fifty if you're choosing between two boxes, once you already know the third box. Yeah. Once you already know what the third box is, you know? Um, if you'd like to skip Professor Ryan's explanation and yeah. really understand this, just go rent the film 21 starring Kevin <laughs> <Yeah>. Spacey. <laughs> really? That's the, they have the, you, you just gave a worse version of the monologue. Oh, I'm that sure they do. it was way worse. <laughs> my, my, yeah, they, mine they, is completely unintelligible. So they complete, they, they go over this in about 30 seconds in that, in that film. Oh, awesome. I, I need to go check that out. Maybe it's on YouTube. <laughs> Maybe it's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this, uh, so yeah, deal or no deal is great. Uh, we actually, uh, Netta and I just saw, an old uh, SNL sketch, Deal or No Deal, with Fred Armisen playing Howie Mandel. Doing a perfect Howie Mandel. And, and Kristen Wiig with the briefcase. <laughs> like pretending like, to open uh, it, almost uh, open it. Uh, uh. Wait, was, um, was Kristen Wiig playing Meghan Markle? No. Do you not I get mean, that? I, oh, oh, was she a Deal or No Deal person? She was, yeah, she was, she was in the first, uh, I want to say first or second season, she was one of the, the 26 models. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so, sorry, that one went over my head. That's okay. Strangely enough, uh, the, the, so there's a, a list of all of the models that were case girls on Deal or No Deal. Um, a couple of them moved around from different number to different number, but there were two that had the same number for the show's entire run. So, kind of, I don't know. That's very interesting. Yeah. 26 cases. What what would have been your number if you were on Deal or No Deal? Um, I'd say 20. Or You're no, probably. you know what? I'm going to say 18. That's kind of my <laughs> that's always been my lucky number. Well, that is the legal limit, so. There you go. <laughs> you can't go under 18, Ryan. <laughs> Inappropriate. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I and mean, you know, we'll talk about next week. So the winner of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader versus the weekend weakest link, that will take on Jeopardy, which we'll discuss next week. Let's make a deal versus no deal or versus deal or no deal. Uh, that'll take on Press Your Luck, which I'm very excited to talk about. There is a lot oh, hell yeah. a lot of lore 
uh, with that show. So, um, but that's all I got for this week. You got anything else? Um, no, I don't think so. All right. Well, for everyone out there in the Pop Tournaments universe, please keep on voting and keep on popping. Pop, pop. You know what you shouldn't try in a small town? Opening up a niche business. It's just not going to work. Thank <laughs> you.